<laughs> whatever you guys are. We are live streaming now.
do with it. Give me some egg shakers, we'll make it happen, or a tambourine or some goddamn thing. Yeah, let's do it. Pretty fucking weak backbone. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right, Paul. It's a Polish backbone. Dave the Rooster Charters is here. <laughs> and on bass, the balls of the nocturnal emissions. Yeah. Whiskey Wes Hagens is back. Look out, ladies. And on drums for the opener. He's not only my, one of the best drummers I've ever met, he's also a great sound guy, and he's a really, really nice fellow. Please hire him if you can. Kev Belange is here, everyone. And we got a, we got a great addition to Keys tonight. We got Rick from Woodstock, everybody. Tonight is sandwiched between our guests and our bartender. She requested to be next to Paul tonight because, because she couldn't she couldn't come on without smelling the musk of Paul. Ashley LaPlante is here, everyone. And our guests tonight. Oh wait, wait, wait. Who's that guy? I almost messed up. That's my brother. That's our bartender. That's the, that's the director of Live from the Dutch Hall. Holy fuck, fuck. He's the man behind the mouse. <laughs> Paul Van Dyke is here. And our guest tonight. I'm so pleased to introduce him. He's from straight down the road in Otterville, Ontario, Canada. He's a longtime guest. A longtime friend of the life of the Dutch Hall. He's a great comedian. He's a businessman. He's a filmmaker. He's a documentarian. He 
He's a comic actor. He's a many things. He's my good buddy, Tyler Shazma, everyone. Dyke, the host of this show, everyone, Pete Van Dyke. Hey! Good time. Good time. Let me watch myself in the applause of the fake crowd. <laughs> I like to imagine that, uh, that out there listening to the show, you know, it's just a whole bunch of people just cheering at home, you know? <laughs> They're driving just like yeah. uppercut pumping. Yeah. Whiskey West is here. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> just cheering in their car. That's what I like to believe in my own head. That's what keeps me going week <laughs> after week. The delusion of that. You know, everyone, I got to update you before we get started on this show. Uh, I got to update you on what's been going on. We've been doing a lot of things. We've been climbing up. We've been doing things to try to uh, attract a broader audience. And what we've done is uh, we've uh, uh, got a few new listeners, which we noticed from spikes in the, in the, the listen to one show, and then they download like 100 episodes, you know? Oh. Yeah. So it gives us a lot. We're we're about to. We might break a record that we'll have the ho the highest rated month in the last year and a half this month, depending on how this show does. And it's off to a great start. I thought it was great. Back to our man, a big jam. Did you guys all have fun? That was a great time. You come because you guys come on a Thursday night. You're trying to have a good time, and you got to uh, jam with like a full fucking band. Isn't this the best? Yeah, that, that yeah. was uh, delightful. You envision nocturnal emissions with Wes's face in it? Yeah. <laughs> and Wes's face. And Wes's face. <laughs> as long as you put Wes's face on it, that's it. You know what? I have to get off topic here because we want. I want to talk about what's going on in the show, but I have to talk about Steve, the reluctant German. Oh, shit. I have to oh. talk about Steve. He has a musk, doesn't he? Huh? He has a musk of his own? I am unbelievably shocked at the musk that comes off of Steve the Reluctant German. This is a this is something that we talk about the layers of this guy. Let's talk about the history of Steve the Le Reluctant German for those who don't know Steve. Steve shows up one day to drop his kid off for a birthday party and never went home. He's been here ever since. He lived <laughs> He lives in the Dutch Hall. He lives in the Dutch Hall and he hides <laughs> under a bench here. And his kids have forgotten about him. <laughs> No, Steve has showed up, and he's been coming every week since, and he's been a great asset to the show. And it turns out he's a, a talented guitar player and a pretty nice guy sometimes. <laughs> and uh, But it turns out that you look at Steve unassumingly, and I don't know, I'm a what they call a cisgender male. Jasma, a <laughs> cisgender male, the worst kind of male there is. Just a, just a born with a dick and likes his own dick. I'm going through the whole thing with it. Oh, silly me. Whatever. I guess I'm a piece of shit now. Anyways, uh, Steve, <laughs> I'm talking about Steve here. Steve, Steve comes into the Dutch Hall. I don't understand because I'm a heterosexual, one of those cisgender males. I'm, I like girls. I like them. I don't understand. I think uh, I'm handsome. No girls like me. Steve goes out in public. Turns out there are some women that come to one of her shows. I'm not going to say who they are. I'm just going to go anonymous on this. 
Yeah, we all know who they are. But they were w- they were talking to us out in the smoking area about uh, they were playing a little game. These girls at their table <laughs> to say which one of these guys in the nocturnal emissions, if you had to like bang one of them, who would it be? And two of the girls in the group picked Steve the Reluctant German. Number one pick. Number one pick overall. And not only did they do, not only did they do this, but they told Steve. Once they saw him in the smoking area, they told him that this is what they picked him, right? right? to his face. I watched Steve's face light up like a kid that on Christmas morning. He's just morning. getting red right now. Oh, <laughs> Steve loved it. One because quarter boner. Because you have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I sit beside him every Thursday. Yeah. He does have sometimes some very impressive wood. <laughs> I've noticed that. Sometimes it's the topics. You don't even know what topics are going <laughs> to set them off. Sometimes you're just talking about things you think are unassuming. You know, you're just talking about, you know, did you see the uh, Golden Globes? You know, uh, what, what the hell was Ryan Seacrest wearing? And Steve's got a boner. <laughs> you're like, what in the hell's going on? Anyways, no, I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> That's inside info. <laughs> That's inside info. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. You should may have to pay for the special package. <laughs> yeah, your that's life right. You got to be a shareholder plus. for yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah cough up some money, you motherfuckers, before I tell you about Steve is like boner for Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Steve, Steve's a reluctant German. I wanted to say yes. he's got this. He's a family man. And he's got a wife, and he loves his wife. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got four daughters. Four. Four daughters. And Steve, how many of the? F- if you don't mind me saying, if it, uh, can I ask you a question? How many of those four daughters were planned? Uh, one. One? Really? Which one? Did you tell them? Oh, yeah. They, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is uh, planned? I'm not going to. You're not going to tell me? Just because I'll tell her all the time? <laughs> or the whole internet. You're my favorite, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyways, <laughs> there you know who it is. So three times you just planted deep because you couldn't. You liked it so much you right. couldn't pull out. Right? It was just like a gush. <laughs> Now, how many times did you get away with that? We are just like, uh, like... A bunch. A bunch? I got a pretty good record. I What's the percentage, you think, oh. about pregnant versus non-pregnant? This is good for people to know, listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how to gauge that. Really? Because you plant deep so much? So much. Oh, it's probably a low percentage then. Wow. I go nuts, people. <laughs> <laughs> Cream pies all around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah big that. <laughs> Odds are good. Roll the dice. <laughs> no, my my, uh, my uh, you won't be there forever. My point is, Steve, you're a married man. How long you been married for? Uh, twenty two years this year. You're fucking kidding me. Well, we've been together for twenty two years. We didn't get married till like two thousand and nine. Well, there you go. Yeah, but but tell that the truth. Count half my kids were there. <laughs> okay, so when what are you counting from then? Your first date? Uh, it's like the first time we banged. Really? Yeah. That's what you count from? <laughs> In which case, uh, how That's my wife call. and I have been married Aww. considerably longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jane. But the white dress was bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I do have to give a shout out to uh, Andy and Kathy Petoskey, the parents of my bride, who donated a huge fucking bag of uh, uh, pepperettes. What up, from, Andy? From... Uh, from uh, their venison and pork, they got them made at VG's, and they Fantastic. were 
And they uh, delivered them, they said, because they want the boys. They asked, what do you guys like eating? I go, mostly we eat pepperettes, and then they deliver a huge bag. Perfect. Great Hungarian people. And they, I said, is this from the Hungarian hall? And they go, no, it's from Kathy and Andy Potosky. If you're going to give a, a shout-out, that's who it's to. So anyway, that's who it's to, my in-laws. Beautiful hearts and nice smiles. Yeah. But not only that, we got some from Rick, Rick from Woodstock today. We also got some d- delicious pepperettes. And uh, this bottle, which is... Un, yet to be unwrapped, right here, a nice LCBO bottle. Mm. So I'm going to take a guess. It's alcohol. <laughs> Let's see what it is. I'm rolling it off like a my buddy. Po- yeah. Jim Beam there. Oh, no, Jim Beam, Kentucky Derby State Bourbon. Talk this shit over here, man. Oh, yeah, I can make sure get a mustard sandwich. Real <laughs> little <laughs> <laughs> nerd. Get it in there, Nessie. Where does that even come from? I don't know either. <laughs> it's right over here behind the throat. <laughs> <laughs> it's that deep voice. I like those uh, French fries, taters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we lived next. We, we, when we were in Burford, we lived uh, when we lived in uh, Dave's hometown. Uh, we had this guy next uh, door. I don't know if I can tell the story. I don't know how to tell the story without offending James Cameron, but no, it's not. There was an elderly fellow that lived next door. And he had maybe some uh, impairments mentally or whatever, you know. But he was strong as an ox, you know, like uh, strong as an ox. I saw this guy climb a, like, they wouldn't let him use power tools because of his uh, disability or whatever. But the guy would, like, wanted to cut down a limb of a tree. I saw him one day do it. I just sat there and watched him, you know, for, like, a long time. <laughs> he, uh, from my window, he took a ladder to the tree. He went up the, the ladder with, like, one of those, like, wooden saws, you know. Like the, what the you wood cut handle? A Christmas tree with? Oh, the wooden like wooden handle. Like a one of those wood saws, like you floppy, uh, like you see saw. hanging in a shop, but nobody uses it because <laughs> it's shit. Saw. Like a saw, yeah, like a saw. saw, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like one that people would play like with, saw. like a saw. <laughs> Doesn't work at all, but it's a saw. He went up the ladder with that, and cut down a huge limb of the tree, and it fell to the ground. And then he, like, picked it up and just dragged it to the brush pile or whatever. It was huge. Like, this guy's, like, in his uh, 70s at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I couldn't help but think I was living next door to Sling Blade all the time, especially because he had the shed in our backyard that was uh, his shed that we couldn't use or whatever. And it was filled with, like... Blades? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Like, I would... <laughs> rusty weapons, and sometimes you just stare in our window. <laughs> I'll use this one on them. And your wife. And I know my old daughter looks a lot like him. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go on. Was he r- Steve Russian or Ukrainian? So Steve, where we're still You're talking about Steve. Steve. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. So Steve, you have four kids. Right. You've you been with your wife for a hundred years. Right. You said. And all of a sudden, you know, you love your wife. You're committed to your wife. You, you want I'm actually, to. Actually, sorry, I'm happy that you've brought this up. Yeah. Um, I talk to my wife. I'm very open with my wife about the things that I experience when I'm not by her side. And I talk to her specifically about all of the, uh, the things that happen when you leave and you go out into the world. Um, but I always come home to my wife, and I don't. Um, I'm not playing around. It's no, no, I'm not. A, no. <laughs> Are you telling us or yourself? I, no. <laughs> I'm telling the public at large. If I don't say this on the air, my wife is going to kill me. 
No, no, no. Oh, I'm saying it too, Steve, I, I, because it is true. I want to establish you as a good family man here because I want you to fit the mold of the person of a lot of people out there who are listening to this program, washing dishes maybe, like your good friend Billy Slayman or whatever. I'm not saying anything in particular, but like a guy listening to this show, married like you, and he's and he's like thinking like I don't know my wife still thinks I'm a handsome man you know because you take it for granted she has to bang you right she has to bang you that's right she has no choice because there can be only one if she wants you to be monogamous yep. it's only fair that she has to like put up with lesser moves right lesser than you would give to like a stranger or whatever yeah that's right so when but anyways when when you go out in public as an old married man committed to your wife never looking for extracurricular uh, pussy. Yep. And all of a sudden, some girl, a young, uh, or not even, uh, like an attractive girl, yep. and her friend, who's also attractive, <laughs> says to you that she finds you handsome. Yes. Not only handsome, but ranks you number one. Above, number one. above Wes? Whiskey Wes Haggins? Above Charters, of course. You know, everyone <laughs> saw that coming. And then, uh, and above Michael Bow, too, who were the other two girls picked, I believe. Makes I think sense. in the group. It's logical. That it's makes logical. sense. Yeah. I bet you I wasn't there. <laughs> well, you're not considered probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would have yeah. knocked it right out of the park. Four for <laughs> four. Yeah. So I got to ask our super fan right? right now. Paul, can you give her, can you give oh. the mic to Ashley right now? I got to say, Ashley. Yes. I want you to play the same game as this girl played. Uh, the the girls and their friends played in, in at this show we were at, where okay. you have to look at the Nocturnal Emissions tonight, the band, yeah. mm -hmm. and which one out of all these dudes would you bang if you could only bang one? Remember, we have a connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Dude, I got, I got, I got, I got to say Michael Bow. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Michael Bow. The safe pick. The safe pick. <laughs> Why is that the safe pick? Oh, Mike's That's just what like, I was going to ask. I think Mike's the safe pick because he's so... Uh, he's a thoroughbred. Like, he's handsome. He's uh, fit. They're all handsome, Pete. Yeah, but Mike's more handsome. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, what is it, then? What is it? it what makes him number one? Was it because he sang? If Charter sang, would you bang Charter? It's because I'm old and he's young. That, that's what it is. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, that is. I'm old. He's young. He's my pick. That's a good point, Ashley. Sorry. I understand that. Sorry to all the rest. Now, Dave, now, did you have daddy I have to ask another question now. Okay. This is This is uh, part B of that question. Okay. If when now we open it up to Rick from Woodstock and Kevin, the drummer. <laughs> okay. Same answer. Kevin's younger. I don't know. Ke Kevin has really nice hair. <laughs> oh. Thank you. You definitely got me on that one. Yeah. I, I, I will. <laughs> I can't comment about that, Pete. Yeah, I, I'll say that's a yes. I'll take I don't that. Know. As a huge I, I like the musician thing. I have money. <laughs> Who said that? That was a uh, Rick from Woodstock. Rick right? from Woodstock wins. <laughs> all right, all right. Rick money from Woodstock off. wins. I just want and. And just end, just to end this bit, because that's a good way to end it. Steve, I just wanted to say it feels good, right? It does. It's flattering. It's flattering, right? It's flattering. S Steve, I, I would pick you too. I I can't <laughs> I can't choose. No, no, you did a good job. I you did a great job. 
Michael. Yes. You just got picked. You must I know, feel, I feel good. good. Yeah, you know, I feel good. You feel myself. good, right? Yeah, sure. Got picked. And Kev got picked. And then Rick got picked. So, like, three of you feel good. Dave got picked, too. No, Charters didn't get picked. Yeah, he did. How? <laughs> when did you bang Charters in that whole excursion? We, the we the you know what? Back. Charters was my partner in my first experience at the Dutch Hall. That's he got picked. <laughs> That's true. He and got picked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no. I think if if we if we didn't go if we played Bang Mary Kill but in a different way, like if we went um, like uh, Bang Mary Kill, but you had to take everyone in the room and put them in either one of those categories. You had to either bang them, marry them, or kill them. Like, but you didn't have to put them in all the categories. Like, I bet you Ashley would put you in a Mary, and not Bang. Is that true? I put, put you in the kill. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Dave would be Dave would be Bang or Mary. Yeah, but uh, which one? That's what I mean. That's it's got to be between Bang or Mary because that's what I I knew you'd be one of those two Dave. with Dave. But I think married. He's a married. Yeah, no, Dave would Dave would be Mary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yep. gonna be a good man. Hundred yeah, percent. You don't want to marry Bo. <laughs> no, Bo would be bang bang yeah. david be mary yeah thanks ty 100%. <laughs> what about <laughs> this is pretty good we're getting a lot 100 percent. i you love having Pete, women in the dutch hall you'd be kill totally. i know i don't i take it uh, gladly i take my responsibility as being kill but if you had what? to kill one of these musicians which one would you kill oh Ooh. good question shaz good question Mike, Mike, after I banged him. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. All right, so we, we have to get Mantis style. What is that? Sorry, uh, Mike. Basic Instinct? Is that a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Mantis. We got two quick topics to get into for this. All right. Should be three, but we got to do these, like, uh, trending topics. We, we still got to write a, a theme or uh, some sort of jingle for them. Okay. But uh, the first one, we'll get into it quick. It's a quick question. It's about politics. This is about the uh, world of politics, which I find when I'm going to talk about the world of politics, I always go to a man that I know in the comedy world as being Mr. Politics, Tyler Shazma. Yay! Tyler Shazma, Mr. Politics. Yes! And the reason I bring this up is that with Shaz is because one time I put him through like a whole politics episode. Remember that? I've been on this show so many goddamn times. <laughs> well, the one time I remember, I he doesn't remember. I don't remember most of them. The the point is, this is one of the trending topics out there. Is that Oprah, Oprah, is now casting suspicion or doubt of whether or not she's going to run for president. She apparently said before the big Golden Globe speech that Oprah said that she was uh, she was not going to run. It's not her cup of tea or whatever. If you if you want to say uh, in particular, she said, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. "I've always felt very secure and confident with myself in knowing what I could do and what I could not, and so it's time. F- it's not something that interests me. I don't have the DNA for it, and that's for me. I don't th- think she means come in that particular uh, <laughs> article." But I, but she did, but she did say that she didn't think it was her cup of tea to be president, you know. And you know, when I think about Oprah, I think about an ultra-rich uh, black woman in America, and I think who could relate to that? Anne has a firm grip 
on politic <laughs> other than Tyler Shazma. Yep. First guy that comes to my brain, Tyler Shazma. <laughs> Shaz, you're the closest man I know to uh, a, a rich black American woman. <laughs> I had one to take care of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would love to be nestled between a by a big black woman like six four with big bosoms. And when she give me a hug, she just say like God bless you, baby, and she just like snuggle me in her big bosoms, and I would yeah, just like feel warm. That's not Oprah. No, Oprah's not that kind of girl. She's a driven woman. So uh, just like you, Shaz, driven. <laughs> but you're not a woman. You're a man. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how black you are, but probably not that black. I'm well versed in the world of black culture, though. But let's play a game, Shaz, where you are, for this moment, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you have all the luxuries of Oprah. You, can you have all, you, you know, all of a sudden it was one of those, like, Kirk Cameron movies where you switch places with <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> and now for I the next. Well, let's play Oprah's me. <laughs> yeah, Oprah's you, and you're Oprah. <laughs> so you're s you have the life of Oprah. You run an empire. You're rich as fuck. You don't have to. You don't worry about money anymore. You're just uh, Oprah with all this like influence and power. Would would the presidency of the United States interest you at all? No. How? Why do you say that? Because what's Oprah gonna do to fix things? Like she's not gonna be able to fix like. As soon as they're like, oh, they shut the door and they're like, hey, you, there's aliens and the world's falling apart and you got to blow up half of it. Like, yeah. She's not going to know what to do. She's like, I can't fix this with money. No, I can inspire housewives to vote for me, but I can't, like, fix anything. I went to uh, broadcast school, you know, I, or something. Like, she, op <laughs> Oprah's like, she's got a nice, big, kind heart, but yeah. that's, that's not going to fix the world. No, no, I don't. Th I think you might be right. <laughs> also, she's living the life. Like, she's going to go, like, she's going to put up with bullshit from everyone, everywhere, right? She's not going to be able to be Oprah herself. She's already, like, saying the speech of the Golden Globes where she wasn't even talking like herself. She's talking like some sort of Obama ripoff. And then, and then she's got to be, like, scrutinize everything she does. And right now everyone likes her. And now half those women are, are like, the opposite party. If they're Republican or whatever, they won't like her. Or now both sides like her because they're just housewives or whatever. And then uh, that's only people that like Oprah. But like, there, should, there should probably be like a black female president, but it, it shouldn't be Oprah, you know? No, maybe somebody that like... Somebody that that's in, in, in politics? <laughs> you know? Would you go with her? It's like, or someone that's around, you know? She has been around a long time, ain't you? She ran a pretty good business. Trump did that too, right? She would uh, run the uh, like a, a syrup company running the country would be better than the company that's running it now, you know. What? It's, it's run by a business, the whole United States. That just Trump's just a business, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, those, uh, that's the thing. Uh, or I heard that somewhere. Though. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, don't you think politicians are just the uh, like uh, playing the part of the face of the of what's going on? Like Trudeau doesn't do anything. He speaks fluff to the camera, and everyone says how beautiful he is, and then they like his hair. Yeah, it flows you know? in the wind. Trump's, like, distracting people from what's going on behind the scenes with all his, like, circus out front. But and also his hair. Yeah, his, yeah, his hair. Every time oh, a breeze catches hair. it, they get a little picture of it. It's great. Are you bringing up the hair because of my horrible haircut? 
No. <laughs> no, don't do that. Get a bad haircut, Pete. But Pete. I, I wouldn't say a bad haircut. I say I got an over haircut. I think we got into a conversation and it oh. made her just keep cutting until it, I, until it turned into looking like charters over there. <laughs> no. I was like, um, what? <laughs> oh. Well, what if you were Oprah? Over. If I was Oprah, yeah. there's no fucking way I would run for president. It's the stupidest move ever. Yeah. Same with Trump. What are, what are you thinking, dude? You had a good life, and now you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, 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 you could talk shit, and nobody cared because you were just some rich guy banging, like, uh, porn stars and cheating on your wife or whatever you do, but I think pissing in his, on Russians. In his case, he just want, I think he just wants to say, like, I did it. Look what I did. You guys can all go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, I I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, the guy was he got like uh, made roasted by Obama at that like uh, press meeting or whatever, and he was just like, I'm gonna fucking show that guy I can do it. Right. And then he was like, Oh God, I got this stupid job now. <laughs> yeah. Like I, uh, that I was the least of my worries. Completely work. accidentally. But I think that would happen to anyone. That would happen to Oprah too. She'd be like, yeah. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Yeah, now no. I got this job, and I got to send out a drone strike to like. Siberia or somewhere where they don't want people. I don't know. I don't pay attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, so now it's like Oprah sent out a drone to kill a bunch of children somewhere. That's going to be in a headline. She'd never want that on her name. She's got magazines and cars to give away and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Why would she want to <laughs> deal with hard stuff? You know, she going to deal with like fluff and Being everybody loved. like new make, like, like feeling good about If yourself. she took like the 2.9 billion she's worth and took like half of that and maybe like went gave it to people that need food or something then she but she could do that just on her own without being president <laughs> why does she just do it without being president yeah i agree like a, and then a bunch of billionaires start doing that and they have like a civil presidency well that that's what bill gates is doing right he's giving like these teach he's uh, convincing all these rich people like warren buffett and all these rich guys to give away your wealth, they don't. And Warren Buffett's like rich as fuck, and he's like, "I'm not giving any of my kids." Yeah, fucking Margaritaville. Margarita <laughs> no, not Margaritaville. It's that's, uh, that's it Jimmy Buffett. That's Jimmy Buffett. I think this is a different Buffett. Warren <laughs> must be his dad. <laughs> I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> that old chestnut. One thing I gotta talk about. This is, uh, this was sent to me, and the 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 message beside it said. Um, this will be viral in three days, is what it said. Whoa. Viral in three days, but not viral now. So live from the Detal is ahead of the curve. We are ahead of it all together. And uh, it is uh, cuckolding. There's an article that CNN is putting out saying cuckolding can be positive for some couples, studies say. Do you guys know what cuckolding is? Paul, do you know what cuckolding is? No, I have no idea. Okay, I'll explain it to you. Do you guys know what cuckolding is? No, it has nothing to do with cockholding. Well, kind of. There is cockholding involved in cuckolding sometimes before you put it into. Um, yeah. If you're holding someone else's cock and you're putting it into your wife's vagina, that would be a cuckolding move. Cockholding, cuckolding move. It says that it's when it's uh, in our current political climate, the term cuck. C-U-C-K, cuck, short for cuck-servative, I don't even know if that's right, <laughs> has uh, become somewhat of an insult to the so-called alt-right, aimed at men as they view as spineless and emasculated. The slur has roots in the concept of cuckolding or having an adulterous partner. So if you're 
If your uh, committed partner is fucking somebody else and that excites you, uh, or no, even, either way, even if it, don't, it doesn't excite you, if uh, your wife, Dave, my cousin, God bless her soul, <laughs> a saint on earth, right, decides to go and get some sweet, huge cock and just keeps feeding it, you are a cuckolded bitch, right? She made you. Well, you watch. No, no, I don't think you have to watch. I think oh just her doing it. No, you don't even have to allow it. She does it behind your back. You're still. She made you a cuckold. That's why you would argue about it, right? That's why it would hurt your feelings, right? Because you didn't want to be a cuckold. No, I'm s- yes, I'm saying a lot of times this article is saying like some. At one point, it says in in the states, it says right here, uh, found that 58 percent of men. And about a third of women fantasize about cuckolding. So 58%, that's almost like 60% of men fantasize about their, their like, partner being banged by somebody else. What the fuck? Yeah. Damn. This is Americans, though, not Canadians. <laughs> I'll just, uh, this study's an American study, but I don't know. I think it would be similar here in Canada. Shazma, you're a, you're a twisted motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're as close to a twisted motherfucker as you are Oprah. <laughs> so I, like, uh, I like the term gentle pervert. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good description of your show. I like that one, Other too. Other than twisted <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, a little gentler. <laughs> yeah. I go with gentle pervert, too. Uh, so, Shaz, you're a gentle pervert. <laughs> um, uh, wh- what's your views on cuckolding? What do you think about the issue? It's uh, gaining popularity. If you just read about it, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always find out last. It's been around for a while, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, this is like when the guy says, can you understand, but like, like I'm uptight about sex, right? Like I'm uptight about sex. Yeah, I don't want anyone else around other than me and the person that's happening to you, you know? Yeah. Or around. And uh, like, if, if you're the guy fucking a guy's wife, yeah. well, uh, some other dude, I guess her husband, watches. Yeah. And that's the that's the best place to be in the scenario, I think, right? You think so, right? But yeah, it would be weird. Don't, I don't want to be the guy watching. No. I don't want to watch anyone fuck my wife. But if, yeah. you wa- if you fucked your wife and... F- no, you fucked someone else's wife in front of that dude. That one where you could you keep a wood? Yeah, I could fuck someone else's wife while <laughs> some dude watched. Yeah? Probably. Uh, I'd overthink it. Unless the dude, well, the dude's going like, to hate the you. The dude's hating you the whole time, probably. Cause he's just judging me and my fucking style and thinking he's better still or something. I'd, no, always see, be, I'd, I'd like be in my own head about it, you know? Better than him. I'd like to think of The next thing you know, I got no erection and it's all over and I'm just yeah, saying I'm sorry. But it is a popular thing, though. And just calling people a cuck now is good, too. You know? Yeah, I like that. People like to do that now. But it's a put-down. Well, yeah, you're saying that guy, I'll, uh, you gotta, I'll, I'll fuck, fuck your, your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying this while I'm sitting next to your wife. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a really good making sweat drip down my back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all hypothetical, by the way. I think that's what it is more than anything else, Shaz. I think you're onto something because I think it's like... Uh, you took away all these other things we used to be able to call each other. You know, we can't say the F word, the other F word now. When we used to say in the playground, nothing to do with being gay, but we call each other, you know, when you're being a sissy or whatever. 
Or even we said you're being a girl. That's offensive to girls, and it's uh, understandable. They can accomplish anything. Blah blah blah. Oprah's great. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, uh, they have, um, and so they take the words away from you. Yeah, you know, running out of words. And now we go get a new one. Cuck. Because that used to just be a porn category. Cuckle was porn. And yeah. So you see a guy coming in, uh, like you see him, like you haven't seen him in a while, Shaz. And uh, y- y- all of a sudden, this guy comes back. And when you s- when you used to hang out with this dude, like I'm making up imaginary dude, right? So you used to hang out with this dude, and he was like w- he was like just a regular guy. And then he went away to the city, say for a while, and then he comes back to Otterville or Norwich or whatever. Yeah. And he's wearing like a scarf, and he's got like like pointy shoes, and he's like. Uh, He's like uh, talking about like uh, brunching and stuff, right. stuff like that. And then you're like, uh, you used to be able to call him the other F word or whatever. And then he's, but you can't. <laughs> but like now. I always w- did just now. <laughs> yeah. But now you're like, cuck, right? Like, cuck will work for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, you can. You can I was thinking fruit would replace it, but that didn't take off. No, fruit never took off. It <laughs> <laughs> was an old one. I thought it would go. Tried, like fruit. tried a lot. It was it had a long run. You think so? Fruit? I used fruit for about two, three weeks. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> it didn't last long, no. There was no uptake on fruit. I think you could still get away with sissy. Sissy's still just you're just questioning mm. someone's masculinity. I think sissy <laughs> is Which we should game. always do. We should I think the world wants us to quit questioning men. Yeah. We should always question men. I don't know why we got to apologize for being a man, like for doing a manly thing. Like, because uh, it seems okay. Yeah. You know who tells me it's okay? Our listeners. In a segment we call Feedback, we got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week, our segment is brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Amazon. You know, we are getting paid, motherfuckers. Woo! Woo! Another check will be coming in the mail from Amazon of for $120.88. Going right to equipment that is falling apart as we speak. <laughs> by the threads. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging on by uh, their fingernails, and ho- and tomorrow we should be getting a, a savior in new equipment, which we spent every single dime of Dutch Hall money. So we need more. Uh, plus a bunch more, actually. I'm in the hole a bit now. Help would be great. Uh, so uh, we really do appreciate if you get some Amazon shopping uh, to do. Go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com. Shut off your ad blocker and click on our Amazon banner and do some of your Amazon shopping, and that Simple. money will come and help us pay our bills. And uh, you know who else we got to thank is the good people at Norpac. The beef people. Thank you, Michael. Our director was sleeping at the switch. I was looking at cameras. Just <laughs> <laughs> checking the screens. Norpac. People. There you go, Paul. You're back in business. We just want to thank Norpac. I hope you, you can see their logo <laughs> in the corner there. What? How do you do this? Oh, you go like, uh, wait, how do you do it? Yeah. It's like the weather people. Norpac, that one. The yeah, you people. do look like a weatherman. Yeah, there you go. 
I can point at the logo because we got it back this week. <laughs> and uh, we also have to thank uh, Van Dyke Party Services. Yep. You know, the uh, Oscar nominations were just uh, just announced. What? So you know what that means. I don't know what date it is, but coming up soon is the big Oscars. And uh, that's a big deal for the exactly. entertainment in industry. So what people do is they have Oscar parties. What? They get together. They talk about the nice, the dramatic movies that have existed this year, and they uh, do like a pool, maybe exchange a few dollars, look at the beautiful gowns that the women are wearing, mm. and they sit together with their other friends who they all question each other's sexuality, <laughs> and they talk about movies, and it's a great time, kinda. What a bunch of losers. Do you want to do that, or do you want to have the best time of your entire goddamn, I'm going to say fucking life? I'd rather have a good time. Yeah. If you want to have a good time, what you got to do is send an email to live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. And what you want to do is enlist, put in the uh, subject line, Van Dyke Party Services, and we will send you between five and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins in bright yellow jackets. And all it will cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all, the, all of our expenses, which will be dear. Oh, yes. But you are guaranteed to have the time of your life. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. What up, hey. Clean Flow? And, uh, you know, when I, as we were speaking of Clean Flow, I got to say, their support has been a... a, a just uh, fantastic. A real this whole, leader. Uh, oh, well, who came in today? What? Oh, who is here? Whoa. Uh, please, uh, this is El Grande Rustero oh, Muscacos. Please just take a seat here. there, Rustero. Please take a seat. Look who we got. Oh, this is a real treat. Hey. Rustero, uh, we have, you're back again two weeks in a row. Can you hear me on the headphones? With your Can you hear me on the headphones with your mask? Two Oh my goodness! L last week you were here. You you were uh, much uh, trimmer. Uh, last week that was bullshit. What? Last week was some imposter that was not El Grande Rostermoscacos. What? It w looked just like him. Yeah, he had the same mask. It was unbelievable. The resemblance. I could not. I could not believe when I saw the imposter. <laughs> I had to come here from my home country of Mexico. <laughs> Really, you're in Mexico when you saw that? <laughs> yeah. Be in Mexico. I was thinking rage when I saw that. I was working out at the gym. My muscles were big and strong. And I was watching on YouTube. I like YouTube. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. YouTube live. <laughs> wow. Yes. So what? Uh, how did you get here then? If you're in Mexico, you fly up. Is there oh a yeah. wall? The wall. Yeah, Mr. Trump. Wall. That fucker. He's building walls. He's yeah. building walls around my country. Yeah. I went to the border on my usual crossing point. And there's a new fence. Iron bars. My super big muscles couldn't fit through. <laughs> you couldn't get through the wall? So how did you get, how did you, how did you solve, how do you solve your problem? Like, like, how would you get through that uh, predicament? Uh, Mr. Trump looks like he really fucked you over. Oh yes, yes. Honey? I <laughs> the honey goo all 
big muscles. <laughs> and I slip right through the fence. Whoa. Oh, oh. Clean for Thank you, great Clean Flow. <laughs> oh, great, great product. Well, do you Here have I am to avenge my, <laughs> my title. Where is this imposter? I'll wrestle him right now. Well, I got to tell you the truth. Uh, I did not uh, get a good... I, I was really fooled. I thought you had went on a workout program, and your accent's always been suspect. It's never really sounded Mexican. <laughs> you know, like you figure like if, it, if you're, you're <laughs> if it it wasn't even it doesn't even sound like the last you time been you're. To Mexico? Uh, yes, I've uh, been to Mexico uh, a couple times. Not my town. <laughs> no, not definitely not the. <laughs> yeah, you must be from the. <laughs> I actually have no idea. Have you seen like uh, like? I wear the mask. <laughs> no one has any idea. <laughs> Parts unknown. Parts unknown. El Rusteros yeah, Muscacos. Well, uh, would I like to come and join the party? Yes, and have you still been? Uh, David, uh, uh, Rus <laughs> sorry, Rusteros. Have you? Have you uh, Rus uh, El Rusteros Muscacos. El Grande Rusteros Muscacos. Uh, do you uh, believe that this imposter last week, if you say that it was not you, and I think of you as a man of your word. Was it, was this man? Uh, if I can find him for you, what will you do to him? Well, I'm working on a new finishing move <laughs> from Mexico. Yes. I can't tell you what it is, but I will put it on him if I see him. <laughs> that is great improv. One, two, three, out. <laughs> well, Rustero, we have a show to do. You can either stay or you can you can go, but I, I appreciate you coming in and straightening this thing out. All Thank you very much to Clean Flow for helping this poor this man slip through the wall. Yeah, yeah. Slip through, through the wall. Mr. Trump's wall. Woo. And thank you very much for coming in over Sarah's. Now where were we? Feedback? Yeah, with Honeygoo. Oh yeah, the last sponsor, the Army Electric. Oh. Which we did get feedback from someone about the Army Electric. So that's feedback within the com it is uh, it's reads like this it's from uh sparking light switch <laughs> sparking light switch says maybe if mr yarmy would pull out once in a while <laughs> my house wouldn't burn down <laughs> oh, that's a lot to ask yeah, what i got one thing that? to say to you lady or man whatever you are what fun's that i'm telling you my cousin derek Jeremy, he's got a different plan there's so many people like you with sparking appliances and suspect wired homes and stuff like that. Houses burning down. Just worried because, oh, I'm afraid of my family and pets dying and such people <laughs> dying. <laughs> I'll tell you, my friend, my cousin, Derek Aram, I was uh, in the proprietary of your Army Electric. This man decided that his he has so much demand for his services that he thought it was more efficient to become the youngest ever fire chief of a volunteer fire uh, department and just put out your fires and come and fix your electrical problems because he's got bigger fish to fry. And you know what else? He ain't pulling out for no man's money. This Never. man likes planting deep and he likes making lots of babies. And that's what he does. And if you got a problem with that, then get somebody else because the Army Electric will get it right the first time. If No, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. If we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. You heard me, lady. <laughs> That's the Army Electric. 
This brings us to the segment of actual feedback. And we had tons this week. We had tons from listeners all over the place. Thank you. I did forget Shaz's plugs. Let's do them, Shaz. Do you have them available? Man, no, whenever you got. Get them ready. Get them ready. We'll do them. We'll do them after this feedback. But I am at uh, New Limburg next Wednesday. Oh, I'm actually in uh, Brantford for two shows on Tuesday. So if you're in Brantford and Brantown, I'm on. Uh, your glasses are ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> do you see him? He looks like those guys that you get if you go to uh, if you go to uh, like a, like a novelty shop and you get the glasses that you can sleep <laughs> like Jughead in the back of the classroom. No, that's his real. That's his real dumb face. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's his real dumb face. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, uh, I'm going to be in Brantford for uh, the last uh, show hosted by Melanie Crawford at Envy and then to the uh, the uh, the Weed Lounge at Bramsterdam, hosted by Wally War Warwick. I'll be on both those shows on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I'm hosting at uh, New Limburg, uh, headliner Jason Allen. I think the wise guy is uh, playing the music after. But anyways, that's it for the plugs. We got feedback on the uh, on Facebook, and this is how it goes. It says, just wanted to shout out and say I've enjoyed watching you guys. I have a few thoughts and opinions to share. I grew up in Pine Grove. Knowing I can see what's going on in a pool shed there is way funny. Pine Grove was a place of constant shenanigans in the 80s and 90s. I feel you guys are keeping the Pine Grove legacy, Pine Grove legacy going. I was getting a bit dry. <laughs> I just want to say hello to Paul. Whoa. Hey. It's been a long time. That's how she said it, too. She goes, make sure, it's in brackets, make sure you say it real sexy. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> Your preferences to local people and events in the area, like the Adcocks, who are the mayors of Pine Grove? You got them right there. I don't care if there's an election or not. They're my mayors. I put them right up there. They're top. the mayor. Makes it relatable for me. Had a great, you know what? who my mayor is? I'm going to take that back. Greg Bowe's my mayor. <laughs> <laughs> he really gets things done around here, and I love I love him. So sorry, Adcox. <laughs> I had a, I had a great laugh on the yeah. double your uh, penis size episode. Paul was eating a banana in the background. Fucking hilarious. I didn't know Paul was eating a banana. I knew Chargers was in the one segment of that show of Wheel of Filth, and it made me laugh so hard that he was just sitting there eating that banana because he he kept just sticking it in the back of his throat and then pulling it out. Sticking it back in the throat and pulling it out. And I'm like, that is hilarious. You dirty bastard. <laughs> you dirty bastard. Anyways. Uh, had a great... Oh, sorry. Uh, thank you for smoking. It's refreshing to see cigarette smoke in this day and age. <laughs> Tobacco is part of our Norfolk County bloodlines. Fucking right it is. Yeah, fucking whoever right. this is, fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. You just got Michael Bow on board. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah. He's on your team. He's on your team. Uh, Aziz, the Aziz Ansari episode, my comment comes from attempting to date recently. Saying yes to going to a guy's house slash hotel means implied consent. <laughs> That's what this girl says. Consent. consent. If you don't want to fuck him, don't go. Like, seriously. It reminds me of an old saying. 
If she's coming in, it's going in. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? No. No. That's a new one. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, I, this girl's this girl's really barking up a super fan chair seat so far in this episode. She's hitting all the buttons of we like her we like her so far. The episode of why the bride bride is smiling while she walks down the aisle made me want to give you a different spin on things from my female perspective, which we enjoy at Life in the Dutch Hall because we are kind of a sausage party. To me, the smile would mean you can freely give blowjobs whenever you please. <laughs> Which is true, cause, but it's not a joke. Like, when you're in your 20s, you're going to, like, uh, yeah, you're going to want to suck your husband's dick, like, right after the wedding's done, right? If you like sucking dick. Like, if you're one of the girls that like sucking dick, you're going to l- want to suck your husband's dick. You're in your 20s or 30s or whatever. You just got married. It's romantic or whatever. Like, that's the time to suck a dick. Like, you're going to do that all the time when you're first newlyweds and it's all new to you. Whatever. You put everything in your mouth. Right? I don't know. I think that's that's what it says in the Bible. I haven't read the Bible, but I think it's in there. So anyways, uh, where was I? It says, uh, like the only reason I would ever get married. Hello, what were you guys thinking? uh, Thanks for your entertainment. That's all I have to say for now. Keep up the good work. Laura Collins, everybody. Laura Collins. Thank you, Laura. You know her? You know Laura Paul? I know Laura Collins. Yeah, you go to, uh, she, did she go to your high school? Yeah, she is a Pine Grove girl. Pine Groveian. Born and raised. I also got uh, uh, feedback on uh, Facebook Messenger. Said, love the wrestling, wrestling talk. I have to say, only the 80s wrestling for me. You guys had uh, some of the great, you guys mentioned some of the greats, but you missed some, like uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Awesome. Yeah. You got to give him a. His promos call. made no sense whatsoever. It was just nonsense of this like rambling idiot, right? But uh, I loved him. Off the top ropes. He yeah, was off amazing. the top ropes. No one was doing that back then. Everybody does now. The British Bulldog, yeah, David Boy, Boy Smith, Smith yeah. married one of the Hart uh, women and became uh, part of that and then did a lot of steroids and eventually died from it. <laughs> uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, a uh, Canadian hero. Uh, Screw job. The Ultimate Warrior, I did never was a fan. I was a huge fan. Of the Warrior? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah His promos also. Fan. Yeah, you too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brutus. That was unbelievable. It's that Royal Rumble. They like Hulk turned Hulk? to each other. Yeah. That actually was my favorite Hulk Hogan match of all time was the him against Ultimate Warrior. Because that was the only one I got into because I, I hate Hulk Hogan. And then he got beat by the Warrior too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's another guy. His, his promos make no sense. No sense. Sorry. It's the best. This is doing some sort of sound bullshit. I like when he goes into his, like, quiet voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It took him a few years to get to that. Yeah. Eh? At the beginning, yeah. he just yelling. He was just p- yelling with steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Lots of it. Um, who else do you have here? Coco Beware. Oh, nice. Coco Beware and the, what about Bruce the Barber Beefcake? Oh, Bruce the Barber Beefcake? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Shop, totally, yeah. I don't know if this is what you can do, if you can do this on a podcast or not, but I'm going to say out there, I'm going to spread a rumor. I think him and Hulk Hogan uh, were bum lovers. Hmm. Is that, do you think there's anything to that? No, Hulk, Hulk Hogan <laughs> He's all never bum lovers with anyone. I don't know. 
I think they got suntans and speedos together. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ricky the yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's from Hawaii, I think. Also, the Orient. The Hawaiian and the also Orient. known as the Orient yeah. of the East. <laughs> Hawaii, the oh. Orient. No East. <laughs> uh, those names are part of my childhood. Keep up what you're doing. It's always fun listening in my car going to work. From Lori Ball. Aww. Yeah, so Thanks, uh, thank you very much. There's only one other guy that we need to listen to. He's our good friend of the show. He's, he's here every week. These are good by the Haitian with my big sack. So every week we get uh, feedback on iTunes with our good friend, the Haitian Dwarf. He's been with us since the very beginning. And uh, this week is no exception. He gives us five stars. It says, the, it, this week's feedback is entitled... Midget? Question mark? Ooh. It says, I'll kick Wally Warwick's, <laughs> Wally Warwick's ass. And he should. In a wrestling ring. Whoa. HD. No question. He's ready to go. That's one thing about Wally. I got to tell you, this is good that HD brought this up because I've been meaning this. I mean, it brought this up in feedback. Is uh, Wally was a very polarizing figure. People were, there were. I actually got messages from people saying, uh, uh, I thought he was great. You should have him back again. I like the uh, like the energy he had at the beginning where he was hamming up to the camera. And the, I liked uh, how he was uh, knowledgeable on subject matter and stuff like that. And, and in the room that night, in the room, you can't really feel what the show is going to be like when you l watch it back. <laughs> and uh, in the room... I felt like it wasn't going well, <laughs> right? That's what I felt like. Is that what you guys felt? It wasn't like it was a really, like, everyone was real happy with their <laughs> guest choice. Like, that week, like, it wasn't, like, a really comfortable mood. I was picking up on a lot of vibes, especially for my brother, <laughs> of uh, that things weren't going well. And uh, so I expected no positive feedback at all. Um. Uh, but then, uh, to be fair, I couldn't. Uh, there was a ton of negative stuff too. Oh, Paul, you had one person today. I wonder if you can relate the message that he said. Um, he said, "I got some feedback for you." I'm negative said, feedback. Guess last week sucked. He didn't know when to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Is what I got told. I, I don't think that's positive feedback. No, that wasn't. <laughs> I said I agree, spot on. And he said, well, you could tell he got a text message from somebody. And then after that, he was all right. And the text message was from his wife saying, you're the worst guest ever. <laughs> <laughs> and she was spot on. Yeah, it was she nailed it. <laughs> Good wife. Yeah, after the show, because uh, my wife thought I was really interrupting you guys a lot and I was ruining the show. And uh, Paul's like, yeah, she got it. She nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> your wife sounds really smart. I wish your wife came instead of you. 
Anyways, Wally apologized a million times. He felt the liquor got the best of him that night. <laughs> it will do Rookie that. mistake. He drank the, he yeah. drank the host shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, he drank my shot. <laughs> These peppers are delicious, man. Oh, yeah, here. Yeah, we like, like a nice hunk of hockey. Oh, nice snack, Steve. Yeah. Um, anyways, but there was a lot of people, uh, both sides of the, the wall of Wally, which I never had so much uh, feedback in a week. It wasn't, it was, there was a lot of people with opinions, so it was, fu- <laughs> it was funny to listen to. I guess you have to think about that as a good thing. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to, uh, that's it. That's it for this week. So this is the, my my opportunity to talk to my good friend. He's been with you here from the beginning. He's been here so many times. I always consider him our staple guest. Now I think there's been a few guests that have maybe been nipping at his heels for the most oh, times maybe, on. Maybe, but I'll be here whenever you need me, fellas. There you go. And this is a, everyone. If I I'd like to give you a, bi- a big Dutch Hall round of applause for our guest today, Tyler Shasta. Hey. hey, it's a man in a jacket already. Thank, thanks for having. Even a robe. No, I don't have a jacket for you, Shaz. But I do. You are going to be getting something out of the Cleanfold Prize Closet tonight. We've never done this for a guest before. You are the very first person to be able to have his full pick of anything that exists within the Cleanflow Prize Closet. Wow. Wow. This is an honor that we have never given to a guest of Live from the Dutch Hall before. Shaz, you are the very first. It wasn't recorded. But anyways. Well, thank, oh, shit. Thank you very much. I feel honored. Well, you should. Now, Shaz, where can people see you coming up? Are you still, to, are you still doing stand-up? <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't just switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to be at the uh, London Yuck Yucks next Wednesday, January 31st for their armchair night. Uh, so I'll be there that. And then if you're in Toronto... I'm going to be at the Comedy Bar on February 9th for the Dirty North show, ran by J.J. Lieberman. It's one of the filthiest shows in the country. Oh, I love J.J. Yeah, one of the best shows in the country, and it's uh, 11 p.m. Comedy Bar, February 9th, Dirty North. And uh, that'll be a fun, filthy time, so come check that out. Oh, yeah. J.J. is filthy. Yeah, he's one of my favorite comics to watch. I've known that guy since uh, he started. We started around the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Five, six years ago. So, JJ's a filth bag and uh, everything else under the sun that I can't call him. But uh, he's all those things. And it's going to be a filthy show. So, I like doing those dirty ones. So, I'll be in Toronto on February 9th. He does a bit about uh, about getting his butt licked. (laughs) Yeah. And and I was like, because that's like, uh, like so far removed from my point of view. Like, I, I disagree with him in every sense of his joke, you know? But it's still a funny joke, right? Yeah. But, like, uh, no way I would let a woman lick my behind. Oh, really? No. I'll tell you why, Shaz. <laughs> I would, and I have. It's a disaster. <laughs> what? I know. I appreciate that. I appreciate your confidence and allowing that to happen. Now, are you straight out of the bath? On, on Give it a, a scrub. On, on a good day, you should be, probably. <laughs> I would say you gotta be straight out of the shower or something. Yeah. Give it a good wash. But hey, yeah. in the heats of passion, you don't care about germs or genitals, you know. Yeah. 
I agree with that 100%, but I don't want any woman to ever see my bum hole. I don't want her to see the bum hole. It's a disaster. It has Shut off the lights. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Make her wear a blindfold. Jane, you ever thought about licking a horny grape hanging out of someone's butt? Oh. Like, a, like a hairy, like a, like a just dirty grape. Did I say dirty grape? No. I have hemorrhoid problems. Hemorrhoids are my problem. It's a constant battle. Ah, my brother's got loads of money, but I got piles. That's an old man joke, right? You ever heard that? I got piles. <laughs> I'm here all week. Tip your weights, Daz. Try the view. <laughs> That's an old one. So, uh, Chaz, I want to talk to you. The thing about li- uh, that I like about you is a hundred. Like, there's a lot of things, but mostly I like <laughs> uh, w- mostly I like the fact that you're always cooking up something different. Like, you are always legitimately in the intro. I mentioned that you're you are many things, but you've never. What I, one thing I noticed about you, you never had a real job. Like, like, a re- like a, you've always been. Uh, since I've known you, doing a, m- a million different creative ventures at one time. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I've had a real job, and they suck too, right? So you got to... What was the last real job you had? last real job I had was probably... In, well, no, I have a real job now. I own, own and operate my own videography company. No, when you own your own company, it's not a real job. That's, right. that's cool. Okay, then I, I worked for a fucking crazy shoe salesman in Simcoe for a bit. Oh. <laughs> that was fucking That's dicey. a real job. That was a dicey time, r- working, shipping, and receiving in Simcoe, fucking just hiding shoes all over the <laughs> town. If you're living in Simcoe, there's shoes hidden all over that <laughs> town, I'll tell you what. There's crazy shoe sales yeah. going on left and right <laughs> that you don't fucking know about. Yeah, no. There's shoes hidden underneath <laughs> places you don't know. I had to put them there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on in Simcoe with shoes. Oh, if that guy sniffs out a deal, he's gonna he's gonna take it. It doesn't matter if it's 18 truckloads of uh, bass weegins. Yeah, and I gotta <laughs> fucking unload them. <laughs> yeah, you unload them and you put them in the bunker. Breaking my back, fucking unloading shoes, and I couldn't do that. So the doctor I says you need a vacuotomy. Vacuotomy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, the yeah, real, but real jobs are not good. And when you're in the real job, it becomes clear to you quickly that you probably want to get out of there, right? Yeah. Like you know, it's not for you personally, right? Like for Tyler Shazma, it's not your cup of tea to sit there and listen to some guy fulfill his shoe dream. No, I, I can't. I can't work for other people. I can barely work for myself. So. Now, do you think that's something that's like, uh, like there are like. Cer- certain people that can do that stuff, like that they're like like wired to do that, and other people that are not wired to do that, or, or do you think it's just your tolerance for it is less than others? You know. Yeah, I think it's tolerance. I think there's people that can put up with it for fucking forty years and be like, I'm gonna bust my ass just because they can just get that paycheck. But when you quit thinking about paychecks, it's it's not that hard to live with a couple cans of soup, you know. So. You just fucking do your own thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I, I agree 100% with that, Shaz. Like, if you were given the option to go and, if you could do that same shoe job, but make, like, uh, $200,000 a year. That, I'm putting a price tag on it. Two hundred. That's a good living. That's, that's a lot for unloading shoe trucks. <laughs> yeah, you're unloading shoe trucks. Those are some fancy uh, Italian women's shoes. 
or you can do stand-up comedy for 50 grand a year. That's a pretty good deal, too. Yeah, that's a great deal, too. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't happen either. Yeah, yeah. Those are both things that don't happen. Yeah. Selling shoes for 200 or doing comedy for 50 But I'd still do comedy. I do comedy for chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. But for but you had to do... Oh, yeah. But you if you d- you would give up the other one. No yeah. longer available to you, so you could do comedy for chicken wings. Now, if I scale it back so it's 125 same thing. A hundred thousand dollars for shoes. For shoes, twenty-five for. Still take comedy, twenty-five. And then, fifty and twelve-five. Still take comedy every time. Yeah. I'm never touching another pair of shoes again. I went, <laughs> I went bare feet for eight fucking months after I quit that job. <laughs> you couldn't even look at a lace. Yeah, I was looking. It was like Vietnam flashbacks if you looked at like a tongue of a shoe. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Shaz, um, uh, you do run your own business now. So does our super fan, Ashley LaPlante. She also runs her own business. Michael Bow runs his own business. Steve the Rook in German. Would you consider yourself a business owner? I'm on the edge. On the edge, on the fringes. Kev, Kev Belanger, business owner. Getting there. R- right? So a lot of people mm. are in business, right? Paul Van Dyke, business owner. Mm. Right? So we got uh, sorry, Paul. I forget about you sometimes. Take it for granted. He's even got cards. <laughs> He's even got cards going, Paul. I forgot about him being a master of industry. He's been looking at Dave's uh, influence and trying to match your your success, Dave. Mm-hmm. But you are not a business owner. You are a puppet of somebody else's plan. No, you're merely the man that writes the music for the show. He's a director. <laughs> so uh, my point is, that's a hard one. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> Jobs. But you have a you have a job of your own. You're the business, so you have to deal with customers that are either like a good co- like like people that are like you. Like right. we were talking about this on text the other day. But where you're like people that are like you deal with people that you can just be yourself, let your guard down, you know, and just like uh, enjoy the. Uh, you're doing your work, but you don't have to like put on airs or like try to be like nice. Well, yeah, that's why I try to work with comedians most of the time because I can just be myself. And but every once in a while, you got to pay the bills, and you got to work with people who are kind of like not your kind of people, right? Like regular humans. Regular, yeah, <laughs> like like ty- or like, and even you, Ashley, when you're like cutting hair, right? You gotta have some people that you're sitting there that have a person in your in your chair and you're enjoying your whole time with them, right? Absolutely. And then other people, you're like, uh, you gotta deal with somebody, and you know, as soon as they sit in there, like, this is not my p- kind of person. Yeah. I'm not gonna enjoy my time with them. Yeah. Maybe give them a haircut like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you can just give them a bad haircut. Yeah. Is that what you do? No. Do you eventually? Never. You would never do that. But no. you wouldn't want to like. You wouldn't care if that person came back or not, right? The one you didn't enjoy? No, I wouldn't. But the one that you did enjoy, you would want that person to come back, right? Absolutely. And ideally, if you can start picking and choosing the way you live your life and how you build your business, you could eventually not deal with those dicks anymore and just deal with cool people. Yeah. Think about how good that would be, you know? Imagine if you could sell tobacco, but just to cool people, Mike. Yeah. You could pick and great. Hey, choose. only cool people buy tobacco, right? Yeah. I wish it was that <laughs> way. Yeah. 
Come on, that's the only marketing ploy tobacco's ever had. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> You're cool if you buy the tobacco. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish it was that easy. I wish it was uh, just all fun and games. That'd be great. Yeah, if you could pick and choose, and then I have to deal with like, like, cause you don't, you have, you have to take what's given to you. Yeah, there's, there's cool guys in the business that get it and uh, get the day to day stuff, but then there's, you know, the higher ups. I think that's in any business that just, they're there for numbers. They don't understand what the fucking farmers are going through. So yeah, 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 it's tough that way. But that's the thing too. We were talking about, uh, we were talking about uh, last week, um, or uh, fuck, I forget because of, of beer <laughs> shit. We're at the end of the show anyways, but I want to do something fun. I okay. want to do something fun to end the show. It's not, Peter. Well, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's fun time. Fun so time, Peter. Why don't we do a quick round of Bang, Mary Kill, because it's a fun thing to do. And we brought it up earlier in the show. We're going to have to do a little Bang, Mary Kill. But we want to make this fun. We're going to have to uh, make it uh, good for everybody in the room. Uh, we're going to go with um, Bang, Mary Kill, first one around, or we're going to go with uh, world leaders. You have Justin Trudeau, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, Bang, Mary Kill. In honor of Shazma's political... <laughs> He's such a... I like that I'm, such I'm the political uh, yeah. correspondent on this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't even right. know what politics means. <laughs> So bang, Mary kill, Stephen, the reluctant German. First up, bang, Mary kill, Trump, Trudeau, Putin. All right. Uh, am I answering all three? Mm-hmm. Blowing the whole load right you here. You gotta go okay. bang, Mary kill. You have to. Okay, like just making sure. Uh, yeah. I'm going to um, kill Putin because I don't want to fuck or marry him. Oh really? And then uh, I would have to. Uh, Marry Donald Trump because you don't actually have to have sex with Donald Trump to oh. marry him. Oh, and okay. uh, and then I'm going to have to fuck uh, the Prime Minister of Canada. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the rules of the game. Yes. <laughs> Next, I'm going to turn to our super fan because I think she needs to go home soon. She's sleeping at the bar. She's sleeping at the bar. Uh, Ashley, bang, marry, kill. You have to pick Trump, Trudeau, Putin. Putin. Sorry. Trump, Trudeau, Putin. Uh-oh, something's going on with this, Kev. Clickety-click, Barbara Trick. Uh, Trump, Trudeau, Putin. Paul. I'll let Ashley think about it until Paul makes his I'm pick. Uh, I'm making Trump my bitch. I'm fucking oh. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Tru- Uh-oh. Yeah, that's not good. Um... Uh, I'm making Trump my bitch. I'm marrying Trudeau, and uh, Putin's getting killed. Putin's getting killed. Okay. We're going to wrap this up, uh, I think, <laughs> right now. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Live from the Dutch Hall. If you'd like to uh, follow us on Facebook or uh, whatever, follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe on YouTube. We are uh, going to... We're going to see you next week. Going on a one-shot there. Uh, <laughs> uh, see you Until uh, next week, see you, NT. See you next Thursday.
Beautiful guy. 